here in the studios in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to another edition of The Other Kind Radio, Talk Radio. Today is April 25th, 2020, and this is episode 85. The Other Kind Radio is a weekly podcast in which Todd and Jeff ping pong around all things pop culture and deliver it to you, the kind listener. Returning kind listeners, welcome back to the program. We hope you are safe and practicing the social distancing. First-time listeners are congratulated on finding us among the plethora of podcasts that are out there. Todd and I are glad you are here. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We encourage all of our listeners to like, subscribe to The Other Kind Radio. By doing so, you're helping feed the algorithm that keeps the podcast universe spinning and our show in its gravitational pull. This episode of The Other Kind Radio is brought to you by our friends friends at Pub134. I was talking to Nick yesterday. And he's like, why can you not get our uh, sponsorship portion of the show out of your mouth? And I didn't have an answer. And I asked him if he wanted to cancel his sponsorship. And he said, no, keep doing it. Uh, So Pub 134 is located at 90th and Maple. And on Thursday, Fridays and Saturdays of the week, they they are your to-go liquor source. Uh, Beer, wine, cocktails. Swing by. Say hello to Nick. Get some alcohol. Don't drink it yet. Go home, unpackage it, and uh, rinse and repeat. This week on The Other Kind Radio, uh, this is a special episode. Uh, We have a special guest on the show. I'm not going to blow it yet. He'll be on shortly. Uh, Todd's take on is going to be Star Trek Discovery. Jeff's Judgment is on a game he's playing right now called The Long Dark. And our special guest has his own section in which he's going to cover iRacing. Center stage is going to be kind of just uh, reminiscing. Uh, You'll find out more about that in a minute. So let's go ahead and welcome on my podcast partner. He is a family generator, movie maker, guitar and drum player, book author, dive bar boombox founder, and all around a renaissance man live from his studio in the great state of Texas and delivering the pop culture significance of the number 85. Please welcome Todd. I think the number 85 has to do with how many things you keep putting on my introduction. By the end of this, it's just going to be Todd's introduction. I should add one every week. I think you should. So the number 85, you know, as always, Wikipedia tells us the most interesting facts, which 85 is the natural number following 84 and preceding 86. (laughs) Did you almost do a spit? I did. I almost did. So 85 also then relates to me. The album live 1975 to 85 is the first album of live recordings by this little guy out of New Jersey named Bruce Springsteen. It's the number of football players that a division one school is allowed to give scholarships to. I didn't know they could give scholarships to all 85, but according to Wikipedia, that's true. That's a lot of money. Uh, Number 85 then translates into the year 1985 when Boris Becker was the youngest winner at 17 to win the men's Wimbledon championship, which our guest today does enjoy his tennis. So I threw that in for him. We also had the popular films of 1985, Back to the Future, Rambo, First Blood 2, Rocky Four. So we had two Sylvester Stallones, the really bad, the color purple. Mr. Spielberg doesn't make always make good movies. 
top musicians of that era. Duran Duran, Simple Minds, once again, Bruce Springsteen, The Cure, Dire Straits, David Bowie, Phil Collins. We Are the World hit big mm. in 85. And I think after that, I don't think there's any other pop culture. That is pop culture for the year 1985. Did I hear you correctly saying that you did not like the color purple? No, I don't. It's that's a if you ever read the book, it's literally like reading. Oh, here's a hard hitting book. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm speaking in terms Jeff doesn't understand. <laughs> There's a book, Jeff. <laughs> but when you read the book, you know, it's, it, it has a lot of the elements of it. But even Spielberg came, came back later and said he made it too saccharine. Wow. It's, it's just too sweet of a movie. It needed to be much harder. Hitting. Just something I didn't know. Why don't you like black people? <laughs> oh, well, well, okay, Phantom Voice, you know. Um, Let's go ahead and get him on the show. He is one of the co-founders of The Other Kind Radio and is a super talented musician, a beer brewer. Uh, I, I didn't take the time to write you a huge intro. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, joining us on the show today is... We call we reference to you as Superstar Steve. So let's give a big round of applause to Superstar Steve joining us on the Other Kind Radio. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, what more do you want? No, no, hang on. You from this point only speak in one word sentences. <laughs> okay, there's a one word one word sentence. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, Superstar Steve? Nothing. Just hanging out on my back porch. Love it. Trying to fight through the engineering issues that happen when you don't when you only do this once a year. Yes, it's been a long time since I've actually plugged in a microphone. Well, the, the, the unfortunately, that's true. As well as I was uh, sharing with uh, Todd that the last time that the three of us were on the show, kind of in the way we were, and he corrected me. There was one time we recorded in his uh, theater. Yep. Um, but the last time we were actually in a studio was at, uh, Uhe's, uh, studio mm-hmm. and that was in 2012. So it's, it's been darn near, uh, eight years, 10 years. Let's just yeah. call it 50 years. It's been 50 years since we've, uh, been together on the show. So welcome. And I remember that episode because t- there's two things that I remember about that episode. One, Todd was eating pretzels into the microphone. And two, uh, Todd told us a story about going in to watch Batman and it was right after the shooting in Colorado and the power went out. I do remember that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Back at the old butcher shop, Mm. which I've since shut down, shut down. Yeah. Butcher shop's gone. (laughs) Yeah. So now it's now we do it at the brewery. If we would ever do it, if you'd ever come back to Texas, we would do it there. I would drive there in a second. I know. Well, you're essential. Come on down. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to be the show. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of reminiscing. Right. That was it. That yeah. was it. I was going to say, if you, if, you, if you brought me on to carry this thing, you're in big trouble. <laughs> well, to the kind listener, the three of us barely know each other. So there's right. Really not, right. not a lot to talk about. I was. I do. Rem- I do. I do remember that one time we did it in my. Uh, oh, my old garage with Todd lying on his back. Oh, because he hurt his back. Too. Because it's because he had back problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right around whenever I had back surgery, and yeah, I remember that too. That was the and night. We were ta- and we were talking about how there was no chance that Trump would ever get elected. <laughs> Is there a chance he's going to get reelected? <sighs> mm. <laughs> that was a kind of listener, and it's not politics talk. 
This is <laughs> that was the night that that Todd said he'd rather have back problems than front problems. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, here it comes. I'm just going to open the door. That when the two of them get together, I am the guy in the middle. No, you can take that any way you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, so Steve's here. He is our center stage special guest. But let's go ahead and continue on. With the normal format of the show, let's go ahead and pull out that nice, warm sounding projector. It's time for Todd's take on. Todd, what's your take on this week? My take is on Star Trek Discovery, which is on CBS All Access. Just like anybody that's staying at home right now, I'm looking for content. And it's not like I found the end of Netflix, but you, you start thinking, Close. oh, I wanted to watch that. And, and my wife honestly came and said, hey, I'm watching that show, Mom. That sitcom doesn't CBS All Access have all episodes? I was like, sure. And I thought, okay, I can turn it on and I can watch the Star Trek stuff. Yeah. Now, before I get to Star Trek, I'll tell you that CBS, your your delivery of the CBS All Access is horrible. <laughs> they, they've got shows like Mom that literally has the current season and nothing else. And I realize they probably have contracts for syndication. But what a crappy present. It's just awful. I mean, they have no content. It's just garbage, except for their new stuff like CBS All X. Uh, I'm sorry, like Star Trek Discovery, which was created by Brian Fuller. Um, he is the guy that led NBC's Hannibal, which was an incredibly good, dark show for network television. And watching the first two episodes of this show, I thought, oh, my God, this may be the most interesting Star Trek show I've ever seen. It actually tells a story instead of just being very episodic. Um, it's prior to the setting of the original classic TV show. The Klingons have not been seen forever. They get basically Starfleet engages a war with them and it all falls upon this one person to take the blame for it. And I thought, wow, this is really character driven until you get about five episodes in and then it becomes a little bit more formulaic <laughs> because they fire Brian Fuller because we can't ever have somebody with a vision run a show like this. Um, it's a lot of, it is a lot of fun, regardless of the fact that it does become a little more formulaic as you get into it. Uh, if you're looking for something to watch, if you like your Star Trek, it's probably one of the more interesting Star Trek TV shows that I've seen in a while. Uh, easy to digest two seasons. I want to say about 10 episodes per season. So the lead actress, uh, I'm going to butcher her name. Sonequa Martin green. Mm -hmm. She was in, um, the walking dead. Very compelling actress. I love also Anthony Rapp, one of the original cast members of Rent is in it. So I'm glad to see him. Star Trek, actually, he is a gay man and he's allowed to portray a gay man in this with a partner, which is pretty groundbreaking for Star Trek. But Star Trek's always taken those social issues and been pretty cool with it. So it's an interesting show. Not a bad show if you want to throw down 10 bucks and you can and binge through it real quick. You know, that's a that's an interesting point because I'm thinking through television shows that became pretty popular and then didn't fall into the formulaic. And I'm thinking of HBO's true detective, mm -hmm. uh, the first season with, um, Woody Harrelson and, and, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Um, I think one reason why that is so good is it, I think it's eight episodes and d done, you know, no trying to, well, what would happen if they were, you know, in, in lovely London and had to solve a mystery and, on, and all of a sudden, let's bring in a time machine, and then there's Sherlock Holmes, and they're all working together. Anyway, um, so to me, the question that that kind of asks or bears to ask is, is that a money thing? 
Is it that the, the director that gets the show off the ground is asking for too much money, or is it just like they think, oh, it's already up and running, it'll run itself? I think with Brian Fuller, apparently he is not an easy man to deal with. Um, he he did uh, he did Pushing Daisies, which I don't know if you ever saw that. It was on ABC for only one season where it's a guy that can – Yeah. It was a quirky show where I think he could see dead people or something. And it sounds success, but it was actually pretty clever. Um, I, from what I understand, you know, he also did American Gods that was on Amazon, which I didn't ever watch all of it. But he got fired from that, too. I think he's <laughs> not an easy person to deal with. I think people get tired of him. Right. So it's just following suit again that he gets fired. So, but here's the thing. I wish they had kept him because the sensibility of the first two episodes was vastly different from what I'm seeing right. with the rest of it. Steve, you know, it sounds, it sounds like you're describing Battlestar Galactica. Mm. It does. It, you know what? It, it's funny, Steve, because I did, when I was watching it, I thought, wow, this, this is what happens to Star Trek years later when somebody says, wow, Galactica took something and made it serious. Let's make this serious. But, mm. and I don't want to, I don't want to say that episode three and on, aren't good but you can just tell that the tone changes when they try to make it just slightly safer and and they do you know it's still telling a story i don't know i i i could just tell immediately the moment he was fired yeah i don't know if they're still doing it but sci-fi was running a battlestar galactica marathon and i guess it was tuesday or wednesday Mm -hmm. i popped it on and watched like three episodes in a row and that show still holds up so I, while, while I was sitting here doing work, I saw it on too. And, and I, I started because, you know, in between the episodes they were doing where the cast interviews each other. And I just, I enjoyed seeing that, but then I thought the same thing. I ended up watching it and I thought, shit, I got to sit down and watch this whole show again. Yeah. Great. I love the Battlestar Galactica. I think it's still got um, some episodes saved or bought or whatever. I need to go back and revisit that. All right, folks, let's go ahead and take that lovely, lovely projector. Shut it down. Thank you very much, Todd, for a Todd's take on Star Trek Discovery, available on CBS On Demand. Jeff's judgment this week is on a game that I am currently streaming on Twitch. Uh, I won't try and plug myself too long, AO. Uh, but if you go to twitch.tv forward slash hectos, H-E-C-T-O-S, uh, I am currently streaming the game The Long Dark. It's a game that's been out for a while. It's a survival game. Uh, where you basically end up uh, in a plane crash and you have to survive. It is uh, a game where you have to constantly be feeding yourself, drinking water, um, and trying to solve a mystery at the same time. If you like a game where every detail pretty much uh, is thought of and you're looking for something different in this age of Call of Duty, and um escape tarkov this game kind of slows things down it's a single player game uh and i'm enjoying it and i'm i'm only about maybe two hours into it uh i'll continue to to stream that the long dark it's available on uh, pc xbox uh, playstation 4 and uh, so far uh, i think the first the first play uh, first, I, I don't know, I was trying to think of like life or whatever but the first time i played the game i lasted exactly uh, five minutes and then I died. Uh, I got bitten by a ravenous rabbit and, uh, died in my sleep, which was kind of fun. Um, it takes a while to get used to as far as gameplay and controls, but, uh, the long dark is out there. It's waiting for you. Um, and if you're looking for something different, I would check it out. Um, let's go ahead. So it's lost as a video game. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Except there's no, 
dog that suddenly disappears, smoke monster that's never explained, and then time travel isn't introduced when they run out of ideas. But it is like my sex life that I last for five minutes and then I die. <laughs> Which I, I, I don't want to open it up, but you know, <laughs> what happens to me after the five minute death is really a video game waiting to happen. See, so, for a, so for a Twitch idiot, tell me, so when you're twitching, yes, you're just sharing your screen or is, can they, can I see you if I look, if I go to your Twitch? Just sharing your screen. First of all, I had to build the screen. All right. Um, no. Do you, do you talk? Yes. Yes, I do. So it, it's the typical setup where, um, yes, the gameplay is, is the main takes up 99.9% .9 of the screen that people watch on. And then the bottom corner you see my ugly mug, just like you're seeing it right now with the microphone and headphones on. And so, yes, it is interesting um, because it's one of those things that the really popular, the guys that are guys and gals that are making millions of dollars, your ninjas, your Tim, the tap man, Dr. Disrespect. It looks very easy to do. But yes, basically you are playing a game. And with for me, it's with virtually no audience and talking through it and trying to be entertaining to nobody, which reminds me of my early stages, of my standup. Um, and so how much do you, so you're drinking, right? No, no. Well, I think you should, I think you should <laughs> add that. <laughs> I actually looked that up in the, in the Twitch rules and basically it said you can drink on stream, but you can't get drunk and start begging people to subscribe and give you money. <laughs> Oh, right. Like, <laughs> come on. That's what all that's what they all do. How can you make that a rule? Right. He's drunk all the time. So when will they know? Hey, right. subscribe. Follow me right now. <laughs> Fall out of the chair. Um, but that's that's I would watch it if I knew you were drinking. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm, I'm not that interested in watching you do a, a video game, but I'm mm -hmm. very interested in just watching you do commentary while you're drinking. <laughs> right. That would turn into uh, instead of playing the long dark, it'd be like trying to get the monitor set up correctly. Forty five minutes <laughs> of that. Fine. I would right. watch that. And then I'd realize I hadn't even actually started the stream. And then I'd, <laughs> and then well, I'd go did, to bed. did you hear what I was talking to Jeff about that? I watched one of his Twitch things. Did you, did you hear what the game was? Oh, yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah. So I come on there. And first off, I don't understand also that when I'm watching Twitch, I get like a hang on. This will start shortly. And it's like a 27 minute that I have to buffer through to find your beginning. Can you edit that? Yeah, I'll edit that. I'm right on it. Uh, yeah. And hey, Jeff, you might want to step up your game. But <laughs> the, the game was uh, building. It was a simulator to build computers. It's the coolest game, Steve. <laughs> it sounds fascinating. It so, so I turn it on and, I'm, and I, I see Jeff's little face down in the corner. And he's, so what we're going to do here is, you know, it, you want to open the box. And so you're going to put your graphics card in. I'm like, what the is this? I'm like, I'm expecting death and carnage. I'm expecting ravenous bunnies biting you and you're dying in your sleep. Right. And I get building computers. Ugh. PC building simulator is a great game. Oh, I'm sure it you is. basically, you basically go in, you check your email, Steve. And, okay. it's, and it's a guy going like, Hey man, my computer isn't running fast because I clicked on some questionable sites and I need more Ram. So then you say, I accept. And then you go home for the day. And when you come back, his PC has been delivered. You go, you open it up, you dust it out with the air spray. It, I was telling, I was telling See, Todd, this it reminded well, me of the days at uh, Uhe when when we had to build PCs. Yeah, this yeah. sounds like the the business proposition I threw at you the other yeah. day. Yeah, you should just instead of doing it as a game, you should actually do it, and make money. <sighs> 
so tough. I listen, thought about Steve. Steve started his own brewery. You listen to him. Yeah. It's good ideas. He makes money. Yes. Yeah. And I even thought of more just so people know the business idea through a Jeff because he's a very he's an engineering wizard. Mm. And at this time of Zoom, we love you, Zoom yeah. and everything else and everybody doing like I watch my wife. She's got her yoga studio has a webcam in it and they do yoga, live yoga classes. So there's a need for people like Jeff to go out there and throw a package together. Here you go. Boom. Right. For $300, I can get you a camera, a computer, and everything you need to take your business online. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you I was yoga. My, I, you've got uh, I was personal trainers. I was mobile also, when you were telling me about that. So I, I heard something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so, typical when we just, when we talk. Yeah. So uh, I guess I need to uh, no longer buy the URL creepy camera dot vid. Wait, go ahead and buy that because we had there too. Yeah, I know. I was going to say it doesn't really matter. There's a bunch of strippers who are out of right. work too. Oh yeah, there you go. They need something. They, they need something to do. Yeah. So I, because you said that, that made me think of the other day. I'm I'm up late doing a little work, and the Dark Knight comes on, which is one of my stop down movies. If that's on, I have to watch it. It's like Jaws and a few others. And I yeah. watch it. That's still a superhero movie. Can we? Can we all agree that even though it's a dark superhero movie, kids might be watching it, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. So this is about 11 o'clock at night. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm literally doing a little work and I'm looking up watching it. And all of a sudden, a commercial comes on and it's a bunch of hoochies shoving their boobs, hands down their crotch and going, if you're lonely, just get up and come see me. And then one puts her hands right down her crotch and goes, I'll make you. I, I'm sorry. It was, I'll make you not remember how lonely you are. And I was like, what is this? I love it. And all of a sudden then it comes up sbabes.com. And I'm like, if I'm a parent that's worried about my kid the next day going, Hey, dark night's on, I'll go ahead and record this. So you can watch it the next day. The kids seeing all these, would you all not go, uh, Hey, are you not a little surprised that S babes, which if you go look is creepy cam watching girls do whatever. Is that not an odd commercial placement for a movie like the dark night? That's awesome. It's odd, but I can tell you as the parent of a 10-year-old, they don't watch television. Oh, there you go. They knew My that. My 17-year-old would at that time, so maybe it has changed to an extent. But. <laughs> yeah, and your 17-year-old would see the, the the comedy in it. Oh, my 17-year-old would completely, she would probably freak me out and start talking like them too. <laughs> right. And, and just, she, just, she doesn't put her hand down her pants just for the kind what? listeners. What? My child never Steve. Never. Oh my Lord. <laughs> just, just for the kind listener. What, what was the name of that website again? Is it? <laughs> um, and I guarantee you when you see the promotional videos on that site, those girls are not the actual cam girls. I guarantee you. Oh, right. No. Well, it's like, damn. And then a month from now, I'll be on on the other kind radio saying uh, your donations will be accepted as I have like an eight thousand dollar phone bill (laughs) and have been kicked out of the the house. Girls are actually probably Jeff, who's got (laughs) something to change his voice to sound like a woman. You should twitch that. Hey, Steve, thanks for calling in. Are you lonely there tonight? You go. Hey, Miranda's here to get dudes.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, All right. All right. So that's uh, Jeff's judgment on uh, the long, <laughs> the long, dark slash PC building slash 
phone numbers to call at night. Uh, as a special portion of this episode, we are going to call back to a, a segment we used to do early in the day. And this, for the kind of listener that doesn't know, the other kind radio was born in 2001 or 2002. I would say 2001 because it was yeah. before I met Becky, my wife. And I need to I need to go find and get some of those uh, CDs and CDs uh, and and uh, put some of those old episodes up. But uh, anyway, we used to do a segment called Steve's P. And so we're going to I don't have music for you or anything, but here we go. Steve's P. And he's going to talk about iRacing, which I knew nothing about until we were doing pre pro. So with Steve's P, here's Steve. Hi, I'm Steve. This is my P. <laughs> so what got me, in, I've, I've always had this, well, I'm an ever, the, the kind listener needs to know that I'm one of those odd NASCAR fans. I've always been an auto guy. I've always been a car guy. I've got a 76 280Z that I love to tool around in. I like fast cars. I like fast women. But <laughs> so with uh, we all know there's no sports. Right. And so iRacing's been out there for a long time. It was basically created as a simulator for, to, they go out to tracks and they literally will like map a track right down to the grooves, to the cracks, uh, to the bumps in it, everything. And so for racing fans, they can get on there. They can buy a rig. Like I bought a, I got a $150 rig for my birthday. And it's literally just a steering wheel that you put on a, table and then a couple of pedals and it's got paddles for shifters nice yeah i mean it's real simple and then as jeff found out when he looked it up you can go <laughs> as much as sixty thousand dollars where you've got you've got big screen tvs yeah. so you can see on the side you can see out the front it moves it it shakes like you're really racing well with no sports going on one thing nascar decided to do is let's do these iRacing. uh invitationals nice. so all the drivers plus a lot of people who are really just i racers are able to get in there against the drivers the actual nascar drivers and they do a race every sunday so this week they're at talladega last week they were at richmond so they're following the natural schedule of what they would have where they would have been during the season the fascinating part about that is i think this is the only sport that could pull that off yes automotive racing because you can actually get these guys who have the money to buy these Big rig, sixty thousand, yeah, yeah, and they can actually race against each other. And once you start watching it as a NASCAR fan, it sounds the same, it looks the same. Wow, it takes about twenty minutes to get past the animation of it, but once you get past that, it's basically a race. That's cool. That is pretty cool. And the real cool thing about it is you've got these kids who are running in the. I say kids, you know, they're twenty, eighteen to twenty year olds. <clears throat> Excuse me. Roni, um, that are going up against these actual NASCAR drivers who never really have done the <laughs> iRacing. So the the like my guy, Jimmy Johnson, the seven time champion, he ends up three laps down every single race because it's just not his thing. He's never done it. And then you've got a kid with a setup literally <laughs> just like mine who's running in the top five nice. and winning races. Peeing in a jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it, what, what is this, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was that was bad i was, I, I was just gonna let that go <laughs> i can't let that go i deal with him on a weekly basis and you know I, once again he censors everything i do and now with you here 
<laughs> I just want I want the kind uh, listener to know that today it's Jeff that's really losing it. Yes. So I'm going to be the official police for him. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve. Could you go on back to the clean show well, that you want to tell? Because right, yeah. Because I was just thinking the reason why Jimmy Johnson's three laps down is he's older and he's into lap, you know, two hundred to five hundred, and he's like. I got to pee. And so he gets up <laughs> and, and pees. Why doesn't he just go to the bathroom? Where, where, where the 10 year old that's got more experience in this, in this, this virtual sport just reaches over and grabs a jar and goes and he's, you know, just right by Jimmy Johnson. Maybe throws the okay. jar at him when he the goes jar by. At the window. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have some technical questions. What yeah. is, what is driving um, what is driving this, uh, what you're watching, uh, or what, what, is it a PC? Is it a console? What's driving it for me personally when yeah. I'm, when I'm doing it? Yeah. Yeah. It's PC. It's all PC based and nice. it's web based. So it's basically, I spent, I think I, I bought a year subscription. It's $55 for the year. Wow. And then with that, you get, basically access to some of the most popular tracks. So there's probably, I, I want to say probably 20 tracks, some NASCAR, some dirt tracks, some road courses from around the world. And uh, then you also get access to about 20 different cars. So everything from an Indy car Ooh. to a Mazda Miata to a, uh, a NASCAR. So pretty much whatever you want to run. And then if you want to take it to the next level, you can actually buy tracks yeah. buy different cars the newer the cars you have access to are the older model cars okay but for me that doesn't really matter i mean it doesn't it's it is what it is it's you know i'm just i'm just having fun driving but it's it's fun in that i mean literally the tracks are exactly like you like i'll, I'll get on charlotte motor speedway mm -hmm. and it's like i've watched enough races at charlotte motor speedway to know in turn four there are bumps and so here i am in my car and i'm driving a 2008 you know, Chevy SS NASCAR right. car. And I go into turn four and boom, there are the bumps and you can see the, uh, the lines in the track exactly where they're supposed to be. It's, it's, and then you feel everything, you know, as far as my rig, you feel it in the steering wheel. Right. Now, it's, it's just a blast. And, and then you can, <clears throat> you can take it to the next level and actually race against people. You can practice against people. I haven't gotten to that point yet. Cause I don't want to be the guy that goes out there and wrecks the field because I'm just some dumbass that, <laughs> decides he wants to go eye racing so i'm trying to practice and get actually fairly decent at it um can you talk to other drivers oh yeah cool you didn't hear the, you didn't hear the story about kyle larson a few weeks ago no multi-million dollar contract <laughs> work uh driving for one of the uh top uh top teams in the sport uh -huh. was actually jimmy johnson my guy who's you know he's retiring after this year. And so he was this guy, he's a young kid, 20, 22 years old, 23 years old. And, uh, or actually probably like 25, but he was like up for that seat up to get that ride, which is, would be one of the, you know, the best rides you could possibly get. He's on iRacing on a, uh, Monday or Sunday night doing a, one of their webcasted ones and mm -hmm. he dropped the in bomb. <sighs> Oh no. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. And immediately his sponsors dropped him in a NASCAR. If you don't have sponsors, you're done because it's, you know, it's a car costs a hundred thousand dollars. You might go through eight cars in a season. Wow. And so he, his, his sponsors dropped him. And as soon as his sponsors dropped him, his team dropped him and now he's done. 
And what, what which guy was this? Kyle Larson. I know that name. I, yeah. I, I didn't see that come across. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's one of the top, you know, top 10 drivers in the sport. What an idiot. Yeah. He didn't think anybody was listening. He thought only his uh, he thought he was just talking to his spotter. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. If- you look up the story because it's like, you know, the, the, his, have- his spot, his spotter, they have the quotes where he says it. He just says, hey, in, can you hear me? Whoa. And, and then his his spotter goes, um, yeah, so can everybody else? <laughs> well, Bubba Wallace responds to Kyle Larson using a racial slur during iRacing event. I mean, that story's everywhere. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Bubba is black, so he's he can talk to it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I and I and I get it. But I mean, and there's a deeper excuse me there's a deeper thing here i don't think it was necessarily just the n-bomb that caused his sponsors to drop him i think his sponsor says boom here's an excuse right. that i can use to get out of the multi-million dollars that i've committed to this sport that's not doing anything and probably won't you know so what kind of rig are you running this game on it's a little it's a it's called a um what's it called computer I thruster thruster thing. Whoa, so is that part of I, uh, S babes? <laughs> it's the same computer I'm on right now. That's why I had so much trouble getting logged in because uh-huh. I still have my iRacing connected. Oh, so I had to, once I turned that off, it was fine. So I got it. I got this little laptop. I could plug in. It's USB. Plugs in the the rig. Wow. Plugs into the computer, and then I take the HDMI out. Plug it into my uh, TV that I've got in the in the little bonus room or my music room, and. Uh, just sit there for hours, man. You talk about wasting time. Oh, but that's such not a waste of time. That's no, it's not. It's I mean, building PCs virtually and not getting paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot closer on the radar for uh, for wasting time. Um, we've, we've actually at the brewery, we've actually discussed trying to sponsor one of these young drivers that's doing the oh, racing. That's cool. Paying so, with, because paying they with can, beer. Can customize your car. You can get on there and you can put whatever sponsor oh. you want on it. And they'd be drinking while they're driving? No. no. They, just have a, they just have a big no. rooster on their hood. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. I'm really not sure where this conversation is going. I know. I had to take it down. Something else, too. I'm following it. Sorry, sorry, I meant to say cock on their hood. <laughs> uh, yeah, once again, I've uh, reverted to old Jeff. Um, well, that's cool. And Can I ask a question of Steven? Steven, I am not knocking NASCAR, but Oh, knock it all you want. No, but NASCAR has probably a lot of their fans probably have no objection to this word. Uh, could you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I do find it interesting, though, that in Bubba's uh, press release, and you can tell it's pretty much crafted by somebody from NASCAR. It says, uh, as a NASCAR member, we shall not make or cause a public statement or communicate communication that criticizes, ridicules or otherwise disparages anyone's person any person's race, color, creed, national origin, gender, sexual orientation, and marital status. I actually, I'm, I'm pretty impressed that NASCAR would be so bold is to come out and say that considering that I would imagine a lot of their fan base probably does not agree with that statement. Mm. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, I think NASCAR, the top drivers, it's a very, it's a, as, as far as the competitors go, it's a very progressive sport. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're they are they're 
they're very open to, I mean, they're very, well, number one, they let people listen to them. This is what got him in trouble in the first place. But if you go to a race, you can put on a scanner, you can sit there with a scanner, which is what I find so fascinating about it. Other than the fact that I'm just a gearhead in my cars you put on a scanner and you can listen to the drivers, talk to their spotter, talk to the, uh, talk to the, uh, uh, their crew chief. So you get inside exactly what's going on during the event. This is kind of like the XFL. I thought that was great. That was one thing that I thought was really cool about the XFL is you actually got to get inside what was going on, the mechanics of the sport. I think that's cool too, you know, from the perspective that sports until now, it's one of the reasons documentaries like Jeff was talking about with the bulls, where we, we get to see the behind the scenes stuff, why those are so compelling to this point. But now you suddenly got NASCAR and whatnot doing this, where it's, I'm going to put you on the field and you understand the strategy. I, I like that when somebody can tell me why they're doing it, because it, what I love about football is I love playing Madden so that then when I hear them talk about a cover two, I truly because of playing Madden have learned to identify that. But when you can actually hear the people talk about they're going to do this and they predict it and whatnot, I, I find that really interesting. But at the same time, I find this confounding how this ding dong could not already be aware of this, that, Hey, when I get in a car, people can hear me. It's the same thing here. I don't know. Somehow you're a representative of that big company. I know as a, a representative of cock on the car, you wouldn't walk out and, and act a certain way. <laughs> you know that you're a rep of that. Yeah. And, 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 and in his, you know, he didn't really think that people were listening to him. And obviously right. it's a different deal on the I racing than it is in when you're on the track, when you're on the track, you know, right. You know? And I, I feel, I feel horrible for the, for the guy because I don't think he's a racist. Right. You know, it's as happens all the time in these situations, people just throw the word out because they feel like it's funny or, you know, I don't think there was any racism involved at all. Probably. He just threw it out there because, and he probably calls his spotter that all the time. It's probably an inside joke that they, they both have. Mm. And like I said, I think it was just in, and it just worked. It, it screwed him because it just became an, an excuse for his sponsors to drop him. Yeah. I, I, I hate that for him too. I hate that we live in a world with that, but at the same time, what do you, you do? Know. Mind your P's and Q's. Yeah. yeah, I just don't yeah. understand the whole marriage status or whatever they said that they were not going to say anything about that. Well, because you gay marriage and whatnot, what they're, they're oh, open. that is that's that's half the reason I was like, okay, Bubba didn't write this. NASCAR yeah. said, oh, you're going to make a statement. He probably contacted them and said, I'm going to respond to this because I'm a black driver, and they gave because you could tell at that point it's so corporately written, and when it include included things like race gender and marital status i was Got like it. oh they have officially said you can't say a bad thing about anybody for any reason that could get us in trouble i'm so yeah. narrow-minded i thought it was like can you hear me single and then you know <laughs> it would have been like oh you know. yeah jeff we, we really look down on you if you're <laughs> single and- right <laughs> All right, that's Steve Speed for iRacing. That sounds really good. I actually want to I want to move along a little bit because I want to ask Steve about something that Todd mentioned in uh, that bit. So you're listening to the Other Kind Radio. We're moving now to center stage, and our center stage is Steve, Superstar Steve. You are the center stage of the show. We're going to talk more and reminisce with Steve. My question is, have you been watching, because I know you're a big basketball fan, have you been watching The Last Dance that's on currently on ESPN and have a couple episodes out. No. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that that concludes it. center stage. No. 
<laughs> it it's is. Because, it's because I can't stay awake past nine o'clock. Ah, well, it's available on demand. Um, yes. And remember, I'm essential. So I go to work every day. That's right, Steve. I mean, yeah. And we should talk about that as well. I, I'll just quickly say it is an awesome uh, documentary uh, and moments even uh, a bit tearful for me. And I know that sounds a little weird, but just to see, I mean, I, you know, that was the bulls of back in the in the 90s. Uh, just to see Jordan doing what he did. And one question, because you are, are the, uh, the current basketball ex- expert on the show, um, you know, when you look at Shaq, when you look at King James, you look at Jordan, I mean, do you have any, you know, where they rank? I mean, I, I can watch that. I can watch that documentary and see the greatness of Jordan. I'm just wondering how that stacks up to some of these other cats that are now the super mega stars in the NBA. It was such a different game back then, which okay. is what, which I've heard people, the people that I've talked to and listened to that that talk about this show, is one of the things that just that they just are blown away by. Number one, you know, there was a a playoff game. I think they talk about um, or a playoff series where um, against over this- two two games, Jordan scored like seventy points and took two three pointers. Where in today's game, you know, it's like you have teams like my team, the Houston Rockets, that'll take 30 and 40, you know, three pointers in a game. That's yeah. just what the game is today. And back then you could hand check, you could, you could, I mean, it was a basically every, on every play you could call what would be called a flagrant foul today. Uh-huh. So, you know, I think Jordan is always going to be the King just because his, the way his game is, it would translate to not to the beginning of the NBA to the NBA today. Just his, his, his frame, the way he, his jumping ability, he could hang in the air a little bit longer than anybody else. His shooting ability. I think he would, he would work no matter what, what period of the NBA you're in where, you know, Shaq would not be the player. Shaq could not, he couldn't work in this, in the today's NBA, the big man, there is no such thing as the big man. I mean, the Rockets, I'll go back to them. They traded away their two big men prior to the season getting canceled or postponed. And I think their tallest guy on their on their team is like six six. Yeah. So there's no inside game anymore. There's no there's no back to the basket. It's all about perimeter shooting and getting three points. One of my favorite moments in the documentary, and this isn't a spoiler, but they're t- they're talking to one of his college teammates. And it was set up so well, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but basically they're, you know, asking him about Jordan and when he got on the team and everything. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, Jordan. I remember when he came in, you know, I was I was better than Jordan for about two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it literally is that. I mean, he he didn't make his his uh, varsity team in high school when he was a sophomore. And he went home yep. and he had a real powerful moment with his mom where he was crying and, you know, was very disappointed. And she said, well, you just need to work harder. She said that that summer he didn't she didn't see him without the basketball in his hands. And then he went and tried out the next year and the coaches were like, who's this? And that to me, what I really like about the, the documentary is you under, I for me, because I'm a basketball idiot, just like I'm a film idiot. I now have a better idea of what he did in the in the amount of work that he put into his game throughout his career. We're not talking about, um, you know him working really hard and then making it and becoming a millionaire and then, you know, um, letting his game lapse. Uh, he just constantly was striving to be, uh, a better player. 
And, uh, to, you know, to, you know, when the guy says, yeah, I was better than him for about two weeks. It's very true. I mean, the guy just kept, kept working. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, it's done by ESPN films and, and, uh, you can get it online and whatnot. Uh, the next two episodes come out tomorrow and I'm excited to kind of follow. The other thing it does a great job of, of highlighting is just management and the bulls management and how like a television show, you get that thing running. And then all of a sudden somebody, whether it's the coach that's difficult to work with or the owner or the general manager, somebody has got to come up and, and mess up the formula that's, I don't know, creating world championships. And there's somebody that's got to step in and go, oh, I think we need to tweak this a bit. And it's like, no, you've just won five, you know, NBA championships. You don't need to touch anything. I'm sorry. Is this about the bulls or about Jerry Jones and the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Egos. Egos. Yeah. That'd be a good band name. The egos, the egos, where they Jerry Jones is. I think Jerry it, Jones and the Cowboys. It, it'll be the next <laughs> carnation of JLI, where there's they have so much of an ego that we're not even going to play tonight. Thank you. <laughs> You've heard our music. We're so good. We're not going. to I don't know why I have an English accent, but you know it, it'll be something along that. Uh, cool. Yes. All right. What what else you got, Todd? Anything you <laughs> anything you watch? I brought up basketball. I want to talk about that. Well, I'm just kind of curious now that the the height is coming down in the NBA. Does that mean me at five foot seven, I can be the next Bud Webb? You could absolutely. So, do you, you think see, if you can shoot, if you can make a three pointer, you can you can do it. Do you think in this era of basketball that a smaller person could find their way into the game easier than they could when people like Shaq were dominating? Oh, there's no question. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no such thing as positions anymore. I mean, you know, back in, you know, we were all, you know, from playing basketball as kids, you got your point guard, your shooting guard, your forward, your power forward, your, and then your center. There's no positions anymore hmm. because of the fact that every, it has all gone to anal, 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 analytics. Mm. Sorry. can't talk. And literally it makes sense. You know, if I make, 30% or 40% of my three pointers and I take 50 of them. I'm not going to do the math in my head. Cause I know I'll get it wrong, but you get where I'm going. <laughs> that's, that's better than if I make 50% of my two pointers. Sure. And that's just what the game has become. You know, so here's, I I've never been a big pa- basketball fan. I, I like playing it. I don't watching it. I find it, confounding because the more this game has gone on i swear this and this whole thing when i look at the graphic and it says in bonus or something like that mm-hmm. yeah that was never a part of when i watched it when i was a kid what's this bonus garbage that's the foul no, that, Team no, that's fouls. been there it's, it has to do with fouls it's so basically you know if, if you, you're allowed you can have four personal fouls that are non-shooting fouls and then after that, you go in the bonus. And so every foul after that, no matter what it is, is, is considered a shooting foul. So you get to go and shoot. Three bonus. It's, been that, it's been that way forever. So I've known that forever, that you got so many fouls that were non-shooting. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, and maybe this is because I'm older than both of you. There was a day when they actually still used stone as the ball. And they did not call it bonus. It was simply that you're now, these are shooting fouls. Well, it's just the, I think it's, it's, I think it's literally just the fact that we see so much more on TV now. It's like, go back and go back and watch an NFL game from the nineties. Oh yeah. And there's, there's no score. You know, you don't know what, you don't know what time it is. You don't know how much time is on the play clock. You don't see any of that. When when I I do think that's fun when like, cause NFL network 
has become the uh, the reality sports network and that they're just doing nothing but showing old games. And I do like the old ones when there it's almost no tension to the game because you don't see the clock counting. You don't see all that kind of stuff. And the guys are just rambling on about the play and they're not it. It's not just the graphics, but the presentation of the game has changed drastically. Oh, yeah. So when I was in Vegas earlier this year on work, uh, sure, I'll do it. Um, when I was in Vegas, <laughs> staying at the Aria, um, you know, Steve and Todd, for the kind listener, are friends of mine that go way back. In fact, I think both of you are, are probably the friends I've had the longest. Um, and they know that I'm I'm a big goofball. So when Jeff doesn't know something, which is most of the time, I use humor to try and ask uh, or present thoughts that I have. And for these two guys, they get it. They laugh. They they indulge me with their kindness. For the people, <laughs> but the people I work with don't. Uh, so, <laughs> so I like had an epiphany uh, watching a basketball game, and and just You're like just, wait, wait, you had an elf piss on? You? I had an elf piss on me. It was is that uh, what the guy peeing in the jar is called? Is the elf pissing dot, dot org? Um, symmetry. Now we're back to the pissing in the car. It's a lot like the eye racing. Yes. Um, <laughs> And I and I and, and just like Steve said, you know, it's all three pointers now. So I, I I got a couple of the guys I was working with that are big basket like serious basketball fans, like very serious. And I said, I've got an idea. I'm going to propose a rule change, and I want to know your thoughts. And I said, if you take a three pointer and miss it, you lose points. And they all said that was the absolute most stupidest uh, idea in the world, which it could be. But I want to bounce it off some friends so they can at least tell me I'm an idiot. And I know it's true. Um, I mean, what if they did that? What if they said, you know, if you take a three, if you just start hauling up three pointers and you miss it, it takes a point off the score. Would that change the game? Would that fix kind of what's going on now? Jeff, that's I, the most ridiculous. <laughs> I actually think there's kind of an int- now the math of it, because when I'm drinking beer and eating <laughs> chips, I don't want to have to go. Hang on. <laughs> If they kick this field goal, they get three points. But right. they miss it, they lose four. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, what what do you lose? Are you losing a point for yeah. every miss? Or are you losing three? You losing two? I'm what's thinking the, what's, you can't, what's the math on it. I wouldn't it? think a full three should. I think full three points is too much. I mean, you because then you then nobody's going to take it. But I'm thinking right. a point. So one point. One point. Or if you take a three and you miss, then you, you that's an automatic foul against you. <laughs> I mean, as as an as as an old school basketball guy that that yearns for the the 90s late 90s style of play i would say hell yeah do it because i love the big man i love the center i love the back to the basket i love the fadeaway jumper i like the 10 foot jumper i like the dunk you know the you know the the backing your defender to the basket and overpowering him i think it was also the local sports radio station there in dallas uh the ticket which i think it was one of their one of their purse uh one of their hosts or personalities um said that there also should be a small square some or small circle somewhere on the court far away that if you make a basket from that circle the game is over and you win <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah do that or like the five or six point basket yes i mean just, you know Drink that would up. be great where you can just let them run around and run the score up and you've got that one cat that you found in you know our monk new york that can hit from that one spot on the, and then you just put him in, he throws it up and then the game's over. You win. Well, yeah. well, it's like what Todd said, you know, it's like, yeah, the, the five foot three guy that could hit 70% of his three pointers. Right. He would get a contract. No question. <laughs> Every team in the NBA would, would, would 
would try to hire him. It'd be like that player, that the football player that always came out in his uniform was always clean. You know, it just it, it'd be, be in for his total playing time three seconds for Bob Johnson. So going back to Steve saying that I am so, and it's not just because I am not a very tall man. It's that I am, I love things when somebody does not fit into what the, the defined conventions of yeah. something are. When you can bring in a player, you know, and let's talk football. Football still is to the point, the football is to the point now where if you are not seven foot eight, and 400 pounds, something absurd, then they look at you and say, you can't make it in this league. However, we still have Darren Sproles, who's shorter than me, and finding ways through the line. I'm more interested in that than hear- hearing in the draft that's going on right now that Joe Burrow is this big and his hands are this big. and he can- I'm much more interested in why you can succeed when you shouldn't than just knowing that genetically you can overpower somebody. So I would, if, if basketball got to what you're talking about where with this change of how it works and you could bring in it where it isn't the land of giants. I'd be more interested in it. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. The thing, you know, with the taking the points away, the one thing that makes me think of though is that if you look at all sports, it's all about more, more scoring, no matter what it is, whether it's the NFL, whether it's NBA, you know, back in the nineties, those games were like you'd win a game with 85 points. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you got to get past 100 to win a game. And in, in the NFL, look at the you know the the Chiefs. You got to score 35, 37. Look at your your uh, your cowgirls. You know <laughs> they take a you know they they take a, a receiver that they literally do not need in the first round. I mean, he's exactly. a great receiver. You, right. you know, you, I don't, I don't fault them for taking him, but now they're basically just saying we're going to have to score thirty-five points a game to win, and that's, I, I and that's all sports across the board. An analysis of that pick, one of the the NFL guys said, "Look, did they need defense? They absolutely did, but at the same time, they just made themselves because now they are so stacked with offensive weapons." He said, "They can be another Kansas City Chief." where if they can do this, if they score so many points, you're just blown out of the water because of it. And that, that is the crappy thing about football right now that they're, that that's where we've gone is it's all about speed. It's all about those simple slant patterns that can go across. I love the NFL, but I find that really boring. I want to see, I want to see the the fight. I want to see a good defense stop somebody down. So I was, I was kind of disappointed in that too. Not that you give a crap about the cowgirls. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I who cry weekly. This is why I watch NASCAR. All forty-two teams they play each other every weekend, and then it's over, and I don't have to think about it again until the next weekend. How has COVID uh, affected that? I mean, I know they're doing the VR racing, I, and I'm I'm a NASCAR idiot, so I don't know when their season usually begins. Obviously, what has it been delayed, or have they called it, or? No, they haven't called it. They okay. did five races, um, and then uh, the race right before the Texas race, they they were literally all at the track, and then they canceled it. And then uh, they've been doing, like uh, I said, they've been doing the virtual racing following the actual schedule. So, Oh, cool. Like, so this week they would have been at Talladega in Alabama, so this week they're doing the virtual Talladega. And, and so they're they're discussing doing the, uh, you know, no fans. Right. Um, and this is all – the one thing that works well for NASCAR, even though they've got to get back on the track, just like all these other sports have to get back to doing what they're doing is they can put this on TV. And as I don't know if yeah. you guys have 
heard about, you know, thought about this or heard people talking about it. But when you talk about sports, the TV contracts are so important. And if you don't get your sport on television, you don't get that money. Right. So at least NASCAR can put something on television yeah. on Fox, on the national Fox network that they will actually show. So they can at least get that little bit of money, you know, and that's why I heard some people say the NFL will, there's no question that the NFL will play games with no, no fans. Right. Cause they can, they can break even what uh, with no fans in the stands. Where do you, now where, that sucks for the owner or it sucks for the people who, who uh, run the concessions and everything yeah. else, but at least they can, the owners can get there. They can break even virtual. The only thing I see is a problem for the NFL. I, I, at least NASCAR, you can take the fans out of it. You can put masks on the people in the pits that are changing all the stuff and the drivers are not connecting with each other. But the NFL, you're bashing humanity against each other. So if you have one sick person out there, it's done. Then they yeah. they're sweat and they're spewing stuff, you know, and suddenly you, you've infected the entire league. So I can see how the NFL shut down for I watched a lot of football in my life, and I don't believe I've ever heard a commentator saying, Robbie Johnson just spewed all over, all over the wide receiver. I have a contract with S-Babe. We're spewing. Are you lonely? Um, where, where do you watch the NASCAR races for those kind of listeners that are interested? What do you mean? What I mean, watch are, them? In are they bathroom? We're also <laughs> <laughs> with my S babe. Wow. <laughs> are, are they just they're on broadcast? It's just NASCAR channel or Fox? Fox. Okay. They, the, See? The, the season is split between Fox and NBC. So uh, and the every, first half of the season is Fox, and the second half of the season is NBC. Every NASCAR fan listening right now is going. He is a NASCAR idiot because I, I I didn't know if it was NASCAR.com or anything like that. So they're they're broad <laughs> they're broadcasting this video game on. On television. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes on Fox National, if not there, FS1. As usual, I'm about 35 minutes behind the topic, so I'll give myself a point for that. Way to go. Okay. <laughs> and you can watch uh, Indy Racing today on on uh, um, what's uh, NBC's sports, whatever, NBC, NBC Sports Station, whatever that one is. So now I sound like an idiot. No, 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 no. That's good because I could understand. I can see all the the executives. Which uh, welcome to the NBC Sports <laughs> meeting, gentlemen. Uh, I know we flew a lot of people in from around the country. We're going to come up with a name for our sports network. Um, okay, Johnson, you first. You know, like uh, sweaty NBC. No, 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 no. That's not. That's 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 for the adult site. Act- not that NBC active. <laughs> and then it's some some uh, mail courier or some guy from the in the mail room making less than minimum wage why don't you just call it nbc sports <laughs> you're a oh, genius good job nbc sn that's exactly what it's called it's got exactly what's yeah. the sn special for? Uh, special network or <laughs> social network or sexual network <laughs> I'm sorry, the whole time all I can keep putting is like when you say NBC active, I go S babes active. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I'm sitting there oh. getting all the subsidiary networks for S babes. S babes needs to sponsor a virtual NASCAR. I'm going to call him right after here. <laughs> I'm going to call him and I'm be like, uh, can I get through? So what, what do you, what's your fantasy? Well, um, I'd like to talk to somebody because I think I might have a. How would you like to say 15% on your car insurance? <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. By the yes. way, can I hear the dog apocalypse going on during all that? Nope. 
oh my god, my wife must have gone for a walk or something, and they both the idiots were just going ape shit. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are talking, otherwise people would realize that I lived the life of the uh, the dogs next door from a Christmas story. Do you remember those? The Bumpets dogs. Ooh, you're, you are a movie nerd. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I get but completely I, the bumpets. on that after you guys talk about NBC active. I'm just about the movie nerd, both of you. <laughs> the Bumpets dog. I love it. I didn't, I didn't, I'm like neighbors. They had neighbors in that movie. You're talking about Christmas, what Christmas story? Christmas Carol? The one with Ralphie and the BB gun? Yeah. I yeah, didn't know. Yeah. I, oh, the dogs, the dogs, the dogs that, the dogs that yeah. knock over the turkey. That's why they have yeah. to go oh, to. Yeah. yeah. I'll give, <laughs> Whatever. I, hate I, I give, I give, I give Todd some points on that. <laughs> oh God. All right. Anything else? Um, as panties. As, 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 I was about to say, I don't change my underwear very often during COVID. Is that a problem? <laughs> <We> can, <laughs> just in a jar and I don't change my underwear. Often. We could probably could have a 900 number with that, too. How long have you had yours on? 17 yeah, forget, days. Forget my original business plans. Just started a started 900 number. <laughs> Jeff. There we go. Because for the kind listener, the kind listener. It'll be the three of us as the girls. Hi. <laughs> I'm rubbing my ankle. It's so hot. My ankles are very thick. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, so um because the because for the kind listener, Steve is my my producer uh sensei. And uh I'm trying to make sure I'm following his rules. He's already yelled at me because I didn't start recording when we first got on the line. We had some gold there. But yeah. um <clears throat> I'll pick it up. Um, so other than anything <laughs> related to I mean, 900 you did numbers, hit record today, right? I did hit record. I'm looking at okay. it right now. Yeah. Steve, we've done like three hours of a show before and he's like, Oh, I never hit record. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that surprised me. <laughs> uh, so usually, uh, to kind of wrap things up, we just, uh, kind of go through, uh, anything that we're watching right now that, uh, is catching our eye. Have you, are you watching any particular shows? Steve, are you you got anything that I know you're still working because you're essential, but do you have any guilt or guilty pleasure that you're that you're <laughs> that you're watching besides? <laughs> yes, devs. Oh yes. Have you seen that, Todd? No, I have not. Oh, it's, it's great. Good. It's I Steve, I, I, somebody told me about that. Maybe it was Jeff. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm. I'm only like three or four episodes in, but it's 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 great. It's, uh, what's his, what's the guy's name from Parks and Rec? Who's the star in it? I'm looking up right now. Uh, uh, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yeah. So he he plays a more he, he he's he's the 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 villain basically in the show, which is an awesome turn for him because he's always the funny guy and he does such a fantastic job and it's just I I don't I love it I think it's great. Um, yeah. I, I I now that I look at this, it has one of the women that was in um, Ex Machina. Yes. And I wanted it because of that. I was interested in that. So I, I, I'll put that next on my list. I highly recommend it. Yes. Uh, I'm thanks to it's because of Todd. I'm able to watch it. Ooh. Don't tell me what Steve. Well, they're you a know. sponsor. We can't tell. Them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Todd, for devs. Anytime. Um, it reminds me of one particular engineer we worked with that I think retired at 34 when we were at the uh, technology company. Um, I will, I will say this, the episodes are very thick in the sense that 
You like can't. Michaels. Yeah, you can't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't binge watch it because each episode has quite a bit of head head space that it takes up. You almost have to decompress after watching an episode because they're dealing with quantum mechanics and, and theory and all this other stuff. So um, I think it's great. I, we should we should talk about it. We should Todd, you should watch it and we should we should talk about right. it on a future episode. Yeah, you'll dig it. <clears throat> I'll, I'll watch it for next week, Jeff. All right. Fantastic. Well, we got a vamp here for a couple seconds as the music cues up because I haven't programmed the song in there yet. But I want to take a moment and thank our special guest, Superstar Steve, for joining us. Uh, if you want to hear him play a musical instrument, go to the Bird Dogs website, The Bird Dogs. If you want to taste some of his creation, get some for those Rose. that... The- <laughs> Those kind listeners in Dallas, make sure you check out Four Corners taste Brewery. Some, oh, I want you to taste some of my creations. Holy shit, this is another S-Babes part. Link to taste his creations. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I did say it. I did say it. Swallowing dead presidents. That's another good band name. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. We are The Other Kind Radio. In the, the other, other kind of radio. 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 The other kind.